0: hi there welcome to the voice of the force podcast today we're going to talk about the mandalorian chapter 14 the tragedy my name's dan and i'm joined here by my co-hosts ed hello hey ed how you doing
1: uh yeah excited
0: that was weird kind yes. of excited come I, on man. i am
1: excited but you know
0: <laughs> the the
1: the tiredness that is around in the area is is affecting my excitement.
0: You could say the tiredness so, is a little bit of a tragedy.
1: Yes, there is there's tragedy in my excitements. So uh.
0: <laughs> and the other voice you heard there is our other co-host, Noma. Hello. hello. How you doing, Noma? Also tired. Also tragedy, but you know, what striking else is everywhere. <laughs> All <laughs> right, Ed. Do you want to let the listeners know what we're doing on this podcast?
1: Absolutely. Today, we are discussing all the events and occurrences and Easter eggs that happened in the Mandalorian Chapter 14, The
0: Tragedy. Awesome. Noma, do you want to let them know how to contact us in case they want to let us know what they thought of this episode or our thoughts on the episode? Yeah,
2: of course. So uh, if you can't keep up with what what I'm saying, don't worry. I'm going to do this kind of fast, but we will be repeating these at the end of the episode. Uh, So the first way to get in contact with us is our email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. We've also got our Twitter, which is at voiceforcepod, a website, which is www.voiceoftheforce.com, our Instagram, which is also at voiceforcepod, and you can also find us on uh, many podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. So, before we get into our little recap of the plot points, just want to let everybody know that from here on out, there are going to be a lot of spoilers. We're going to be talking about this, assuming that you've already seen uh, Chapter 14. So if you haven't, pause here, go watch it, and then come back. But uh, yeah, that is the last mark for spoiler warning. So without further ado, let's get into the plot. Okay, here we go.
3: You can have it, just like before. Grogu, come on, you can have it. Come on. Dang, Farrakh! Hey, no, I'm not mad at you. You did good. I just... When the nice lady said you had training, I just... You're very special, kid. We're gonna find that place you belong, and they're gonna take real good care of you. This is Tython. That's where we're gonna try and find you a Jedi. But you have to agree to go with them if they want you to. Understand? Plus, I can't train you. You're too powerful. Don't you want to learn more of that Jedi stuff? I agreed to take you back to your own kind, so that's what I need to do. You understand, right?
0: Alright, let's get into the plot points for Chapter 14, The Tragedy. So, yeah. we first find ourselves uh, arriving at Tython. Din and Grogu make it to Tython as Din tries to train Grogu, and as he does it with the, uh, the little ball from the joystick, you kind of get a chuckle from Din, which is nice to kind of see a little bit of humanity kind of leak out of his mask. And uh, when he's actually successful at, when is successful at moving the ball with the force back to his hand, um, Din... Shoots a Mandalorian curse into uh, the, the cockpit. And Grogu's, like, super, like, uh, upset about that. He's like, oh, did I do something wrong? And uh, it, Din's like, oh, no, everything's okay. And he starts talking about, like, I just didn't expect you to have masters and stuff like that. So let's get you back to your masters. And he was kind of re-watching it. Uh, I found that he was kind of somber about it. Almost like he's not really wanting to do it. But it's the mission that he has started with. So... He's got to fulfill it and see it through. Um, As they descend onto Tython, they find that they can't land on the ritual um, henge area. So they have to jetpack over. And uh, little Grogu is, like, screaming when he's in the uh, arms of Din as they fly over in the jetpack. He's enjoying it, it looks like. Um, We get to the ritual of the Jedi. So as Grogu is set on a stone, we see kind of, like, blue butterflies fluttering about in the background and kind of over... Um, to Grogu and whatnot but at this point nothing's happening and Din asks him do you feel any like is this like a Jedi thing do you know how to do this and uh, just as he's talking to Grogu he hears something in the distance and it's a very familiar sound for those uh, well versed in the land of Slave One or Boba Fett or Jango Fett we hear uh, Boba Fett's ship, the Slave One, land on the planet, and we see that happening. Um, Din is super anxious, turns back, and sees Grogu already starting the ritual and tries to remove him with this, like, blue energy beam kind of shooting into the sky, and it actually pushes him back, and he puts blown back onto, onto the ground. So uh, he's like, okay, I'm going to try and, like, give you some time. Hurry up. And then he leaves. Um, as Din makes it down the hill... We see Boba Fett kind of walk over the hill with his hood up. And uh, they come to a stalemate as Boba asks him for his armor back. And Fennec Shan is also pointing her sniper rifle at Grogu. So Din decides, okay, I'm going to take my jetpack off because I don't want anything to uh, kill Grogu or I don't want this to go out of hand. And uh, Fennec puts a rifle away. And they start to talk a little bit about the armor. And just as they do, uh, they find out that Fennec... Um, was saved by Boba Fett on Tatooine and that she owes him her life Um, as they start to talk an Imperial transport starts to come down to the planet and lands and so Din just books it for Grogu before ending the conversation Um, and Boba and Fennec head down to kind of head off the Imperials there as they get down we see Boba this is like a really cool action sequence for quite a long time which is awesome Boba busts out the gaffy stick, and Fennec busts out her MK sniper rifle at close range and long range, which is really cool. And uh, Din tries to get Grogu out of the ritual um, as the Empire arrived, and gets pushed back twice more before deciding, okay, I need to go help Fennec and Boba because this is not working. And uh, as he gets down there, um, Din starts to help out Fennec, and he just takes so many blaster bolts to uh, his chest and his armor pieces. Uh, he's just a juggernaut and uh, boba fett gets his armor back as he sees the razor crest as he's taking out some of the Mandalor or the um the empire the stormtroopers and uh, it kind of cuts before we see what happens and boba comes back and starts kicking ass with uh, his armor and using all the gadgets in his knee and his armor his uh, wrist um, gadgets and stuff and at the very end of this we see him lock on to the bottom left ship and uh, as he shoots it, and then it actually hits the top right one, which is fine because the top right one starts to fall and hits the bottom left one, and they both go into the planet. And just as that happens, a shot comes from uh, space and destroys the Razor Crest. It just atomizes it. After that, we see some dark troopers leave the Architens as Gideon says, Are they ready? And there's four of them that head down to Tython, and they basically take Grogu and jet back up to the Architens. But Din can't make it in time, so he just kind of stands there waiting. And uh, Boba Fett at this time gets into the Slave One and is about to take them out. But Fennec calms him and says, please don't do that. They have the kid. Um, So he just says, okay, I'm going to follow them and see where they're going. And as he does, he sees the Architans and verifies that, yep, the Empire is definitely back. So the Architans heads off into hyperspace as Din and them look through the wreckage. He finds the little ball that Grogu is super attached to and the Beskar spear so as that is finishing up Boba says he hasn't his fulfilled his end of the bargain to make sure that Grogu is safe uh, for trading for his armor and they head off to uh, Navarro as a group to talk to Cara Dune and they land on Navarro Din talks to Cara and asks if she can locate a guy named Mayfield his last name and they find out yeah it's Migs Mayfield He's serving 50 years in the Carthon chop fields for uh, having to, having killed one of the New Republic soldiers. Kara says that she needs to follow the rules due to the stripes on her New Republic badge that she was given to by Oppa a few episodes ago. And uh, Din tells her at the end of the scene that the Empire has the kid and she doesn't look too happy about that. We cut to the final scene where uh, we're on the Architens with Grogu and he's just throwing around stormtroopers and choking them in a prison cell. As Gideon's just watching them and uh, once Gideon, or once Grogu tires himself out, Gideon walks forward to talk to him and teases him about the Darksaber and basically says, like, have you seen one of these before? Is it familiar? And uh, kind of hints at him knowing a little bit more than we thought he might know. And they stun Grogu and basically Gideon just tells the lieutenant to inform Dr. Pershing, the doctor from the very first episode that was experimenting on the child, that they have the donor, and uh, we see what happens next episode. That is chapter 14. All right. Well, let's get into the discussion. Who wants to go first? Let's go uh, Noma this time, because Ed went first last time. What do you think, Noma?
2: Um, oh, lots of things. I mean, I guess we should get the the biggest elephant in the room uh, talked about first, which is we've got bo- not only you know, do we get Boba Fett back? We've got him for the rest of the season, it sounds like. Yeah. And I'm
0: super psyched for that. Oh, I am elated. When we saw Boba Fett <laughs> at the end of the first episode of this season, and now he's back with the Slave One and his armor, and he's a friend with Din, nothing can get in the way of pure perfection with Boba Fett, man. <laughs> this is so good. Um, yeah, I
2: think I think when, when we were all watching it together, as soon as slave one showed up you know most of the time when there's when there's big reveals like that you know dan usually uh is is pretty loud with his ex- uh, exclamations and me and ed are like oh yeah that's cool but when slave one showed up we were all three of us were like oh my god it's slave one <laughs> Yeah.
0: i heard this out i'm like wait a minute and then it shows up like wait a minute and I'm like maybe it's not the slave one maybe it just looks like it. And it's like no it's him oh
2: my god yeah there there, there were some little interesting little details that i noticed i mean the first one we, are, we are, you already mentioned it in the plot points but he's got the knee darts which just oh so you know that's a nice callback i think a a, a lot of they unless you had the visual dictionaries or the uh, novelizations or anything like that they don't really touch on the knee darts but that's a that's what Django originally used to kill zam wessel which was kind of weird i always found you know he he like sniped her with his knee
0: is that um, what the happened? Poison dart from his knee? I thought it was like a gun that he shot.
2: So in the visual dictionary um that I've got somewhere, I could try and find it and and find the picture. But yeah, apparently he like the knee darts come out of or the the darts that he fires come out of his knees. Mhm. Yeah, and so, you know, whatever version Boba is now equipped them with, they're not the the neurotoxin obviously right They're, they're I'm more sure there like are different kinda...
0: versions of them. Like you could probably get like kind of oh, missile yeah, yeah. things like um or Missile things kind of like Din's wrist rocket. I can't remember what they're called. See, got, I got like the was wrist thing that like wrist homes rocket, on people. Yeah,
1: it's it's he's got if you look at it, when he holds it up, there's like a blaster at the side, it's like mm-hmm. two barrels on it. Yeah, and because you yeah. fired the two bolts and they converged kind of. So that was really
0: cool. I would assume it's kind of like when you outfit a ship with different like armaments, you could probably do the same thing, like the different bullets fit into, or different types of bolts or whatever fit into oh, the yeah, knee yeah. rockets and things.
2: Oh yeah, exactly. Like there's different sense. types of ammo. That's yeah. Yes, that's I, I have I mean. absolutely
0: no problems with that. I want to send you guys something quick. Um, and okay. Looking... Yeah. The,
2: the. Go ahead. The only other thing I was gonna uh, say was that the 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 missile changed on his backpack. That I noticed because you know when Cobb was using it, he was using what looked like concussion missiles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when Boba has it, I mean, who knows? Maybe he just grabbed it off the Razor Crest or something. But he's using a proton torpedo again. Because yeah. it's that old, uh, much larger rocket that's sticking out of, of yeah, his jetpack Yeah, it definitely tell it's
0: different than the one that uh, Cobb Vanth used. Yeah, yeah. Here's an image. And this is the chit code that Boba Fett shows then. And it's decoded. Uh, I can't remember exactly where I found it. Oh, and that's it says, super cool. Yeah, it says, uh, Foundling Concord Dawn Boba Fett took into Mentor Jaster the year the father Fett is what it kind of okay. is made out to. So you get Jaster... Muriel's is it Muriel Um, yeah yeah.
2: because yeah me and Ed were talking about the end of the episode like they better have made you know they mentioned the Mandalorian Civil War with and so we were like okay so that that sounds like you know true Mandalorians versus Death Watch so they better have Jaster Muriel in there so seeing that that's super cool that we get that you know yeah confirmed
0: so I thought that was really cool that I was like I gotta decode this before the podcast tomorrow so I was trying to find if someone did it already, and <laughs> I found that. So that was good. Yeah, yeah, because um, it's
2: all there, right? J- uh, Django was originally from Concord Dawn, you know, taken in by Jaster Mareel.
0: Exactly. So, uh, that,
2: that's that's very satisfying. Uh, to, I'm, I'm sure Ed feels the same way. But yeah, it's super satisfying to see that 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 is the case. They're using the the original uh, lore. So
0: there's mm. some interesting interesting connotations with that a lot of history uh with you know what boba says about his father fighting in the mandalorian civil war as well as you know getting master or mentor jaster muriel um mm-hmm. kind of name dropped on his chit code there
1: which Did, is awesome you know what like although we were surprised at the at the start of it if you think of, like in timeline wise I would say technically, like, even though Disney was like, oh, yeah, Legends is no longer a thing. I mean, this is before Mm -hmm. all of their stuff. So we can still, like, if all this is still Legends, like, and I don't mean, like, canon versus Legends or anything like that. I mean, like, this is all the stuff that happened before um, the, uh, but what's the seventh movie called? I can't even remember anymore. It's been deleted from my mind.
0: (laughs) Force Awakens? Uh,
1: uh, I literally <laughs> said a new hope. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, in this case, like all that stuff still happened, and they call it legends in that new trilogy because like there's nobody around anymore to like talk about that stuff, and there's no mm-hmm. archive. That's like the Jedi archive was like, the biggest thing, mm-hmm. biggest library you could find anything in the galaxy about. Now that's gone. It's just like, well, that might have been a thing, it might not have been, or if you don't travel to different worlds, you won't know. Or nobody's talking about it or anything, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I'm I was very happy, like Noma said, just to hear, oh, okay, yeah, conquer, done, use a foundling. Oh, means mm-hmm. Jaster. Oh, okay. Oh, sweet, great. Like this right. Yeah.
2: That was and, that was perfect. And that also brings up because uh, we were also talking at the end of the episode and I was saying, like, man, Mandalorian season two really feels like it's it's a perfect setup. And this is the one time that I, I don't have a problem with this, but you know, it's it really feels to me like one of those shows that's trying to set up a bunch of spinoffs. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. And yeah, so so, and I'm absolutely down for it because now you know, Bo Katan spinoff theoretically, Ahsoka spinoff, Boba Fett spinoff, and now, you know, ja- uh, Jango Fett pre like you know prequel story spinoff mm-hmm. that would be cool
0: too. The only thing that I am hesitant about if they do all these different spinoffs is that if they do. John Favreau and Dave Filoni can't work on all of them unless they do them like they marvel it, they, yeah. You
1: do it, you do it like progressively, right? yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's so, true. if you do
0: work on one show for a bit, and like once the Mandalorian's done, we're gonna offshoot to an Ahsoka show with you know Thrawn and all that stuff, and then we'll have an offshoot to like Boba Fett later on, or maybe Dave Filoni will split and do um the Ahsoka one as uh, John Favreau is working on the Boba Fett one, mm-hmm. which I'd be down for. Um, I just want to make sure that the people that are, you know, bringing this back and know the story in their minds and have a kind of, um, a timeline in their, in their, like in their minds for what's going to happen to all these different characters are Mm. the people that are working on it. Like that's, that's the biggest thing. That's,
2: that's, that's a great point because I, I would only be okay with or you know, I I would only be down to watch those spinoff shows. If it was done with the same level of of love and quality that Mandalorian has, yeah, exactly. If they approached it the same way as the sequel trilogy, no, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip it.
0: Mm-hmm. No, but. Ed, sorry, Noma. Did you have another point that you were going to talk about with Boba Fett?
2: Uh, not for Boba Fett. I was going to uh, talk about the the other uh, big plot point that I was very happy we we got. You know, we'd been speculating about it for weeks now, which was the Dark Troopers,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? And the fact that they just straight up—I I feel like they knew the people were going to catch on to it at this point you know they they know who they're pandering to yeah so the fact that you know getting just really pandering
0: out. though i think they're just being fans yeah. themselves and it's just kind of reflecting back in the show that way
2: but yeah but you know what i mean right Where yeah. it's just like they, they they know the people that they're making the show for the fans like them so you know we've known for for weeks well speculated for weeks that it was going to be the the dark troopers in episode 4 the, the Siege, sorry. What was that, two episodes ago? Yeah. So I'd say weeks. We've known for two weeks that it was probably going to be Dark Troopers. So the, the fact that he just calls them out and says, you know, uh, deploy the Dark Troopers, that that was really nice to see. So we got to see the Phase 3 Dark Troopers. And, c- like, close Less, up. Yeah, right? Less pipes than I thought they'd have, but I think th- those might have been, like, you know, power cords or something like that. Like yeah, I was wondering, cables. too, because it looked like the, up.
0: the things that mm. the TIE pilots have, you know, going into their masks. Yeah, yeah, oxygen. Yeah, it looked like those tubes, kind of in episode four yeah
2: but but uh yeah i was kind of rewatching that deployment scene and you know they they make it very clear as well that they're you know 90 droid because they they show the kind of wrist uh uh pivot points on on the dark troopers yeah so just kind of make it very clear that they're um
0: well, i definitely think they're like 100 percent robot for sure
2: Oh yeah and and now that also ties into you know what we saw in the siege with those things in the tanks and the Force, cuz from from what I I I ended up looking up some stuff on the dark troopers cuz I'd forgotten that they're all supposed to be force sensitive and have that kind of like biological those biological pieces inside of them Oh really? Yeah, yeah, oh, That's from from uh dark forces where yeah, they're all they're all like they're they're not like, you know, Jedi or Sith level training, but they're all kind of force sensitive
0: just so to give them an edge in combat, slightly use the force as a robot kind of. Yeah,
2: and it's they're like vaguely biological, right? Like I think they've got a, a human brain. It was a little bit vague when I was looking it up again, but I'm, I'm I seem to remember them having like a human brain and kind of that kind of stuff, and that's why they're troopers and well, not like be droids, interesting.
0: right? Oh my god!
2: Yeah, so that it's kind of like those that the they'd be like phase three dark troopers, like phase one kind of thing. I feel like
0: I, f- I feel they like need that's a child lot so they can kind of
2: solidify it yeah yeah dark Force has had some was uh a, l- a little bit advanced in its taste at some points but that's
0: pretty cool yeah ed do you have any thoughts of uh, either one of those things or anything else um i have like i enjoyed this episode a lot
1: but for me i have more speculation than uh than thoughts okay on this did you have any... uh, so I was gonna wait to get to that, but like, yeah, you hit all the you hit all the main points because there's really a few. Yeah, like just the fight, it, the fights themselves when like the stormtroopers are coming down, like they got the stormtroopers down really well too. I find like they they even flank even smashing, them and then it gets like, shot.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: they yeah, fl- flank them, you idiot, and go on from there. Just like yeah, go, we got this, we got this, go. And then it's like, oh yeah, they're taking pop shots as they're running up. So It's just like you guys aren't aiming again. Like, do you really expect to hit anything? Yeah, like come on, and just seeing how the the Empire just throws and i know it was for distraction and everything just throwing waves to be like oh the first transport didn't work okay send another one in yeah and then to see that proton they're like escape escape proton torpedo and it's just like it reminded me of um was it rogue one when um it was admiral not akbar it was admiral uh, uh rad is when he's just like yeah take that corvette and push that star star destroyer into that star destroyer yeah and it's just like yeah i'll we'll fire this proton torpedo we'll hit that one a now and we're all like he's gonna do a thing oh yeah he did and he's just like uh i'm gonna hit the other one with
0: that with uh shooting down the with, transports yeah, yeah shooting down
1: the transports like that was really funny
0: that was awesome so, and then he just turns around to the camera just looks at it quick and then it cuts yeah it perfect
1: that's the biggest. Oh, check this out! I'm about to do the whole. <laughs> check this! I'm posing for the camera with yeah, my the, badass helmet. It was like that. That was another kind of glory thing. I think it was. Just, yeah, let's
0: gotta let's get give that Boba his his shine. Exactly, his moment to shine. I was just say with Boba so, Fett as well. Like when he first gets his armor, throws the you know the detonator on the ground, and like jetpacks in and starts shooting everybody and taking out all the stormtroopers like super quick, super efficiently. Mm -hmm. That is, like, quintessential Boba Fett. Like, I am so happy he's back. He is, I don't know, welcome in this series, I guess. People were thinking that, you know, initially this series was supposed to be about Boba Fett. And then we Mm -hmm. found out it's about Din. But now having him in, I don't think it detracts from Din at all. I thought it would. But I think if he stays past, you know, the end of this season, it might detract from Din. Um, But... I don't. I'm not sure. What do you guys feel like about him staying for the rest of the season?
1: I don't mind. Um, I think if anything, he's he's still trying to find his way. But Boba might introduce him into like you know here's like you know there's a different life. Like why I have the armor and I'm doing this and here's some backstory and what I went through and what mm. my father told me. And he's already heard one side from Bo Katan, right? Which is like she's. With, like, Satine and everything like that, she was a part of Death Watch, but then she's gone from that, so she's got her own kind of mindset for her Mandalorians, and Mm -hmm. Boba might have his own mindset for what this should be, like, you know, like we were talking about before, like the Super Commandos, right? And then it's just like, okay, and now you have your mindset, and it's just like, which way is the best? Is any way the best? Is there Mm -hmm. something, is there some kind of middle ground?
0: Which is Uh, kind of what Boba Fett is. Like, he doesn't really have a creed, apart from just, you know, keeping to his word.
1: Yeah, so it's I'm glad he's there. And I think just having him there is gonna be like, you know, we're creating the team, we're creating the Power Rangers, because they all have helmets. <laughs> right? So can you imagine the next one? Like, we're really and this is what I wanted from like the start, just hearing that this was gonna be a series. It's like, okay, you know, I'm expecting to see like, you know, like the Mandalorian Mercs where everybody shows up and they've got like a different style of armor, colored different things on them. Like, you know, he has they both have the same kind of cape. I don't think Boba has it anymore. Is this the A-team
0: in Star Wars, guys? You know, well, so I'll
2: take it. So so uh, what I just kind of mentioned is what I'm really looking forward to with, with like, a Power Ranger-style team because I'm expecting, I'm praying that in the finale we're going to see Din bo-katan and boba fett all fighting side by side that
0: would be so Mm. cool
2: you get that like three generations of mandalorians and three different credos of the mandalorians all together
0: i want to see the gauntlet fighters beside the slave one like that would be yeah exactly so awesome
2: it's uh it's too bad we can't have the razor crest there as well but (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) the razor crest Mm. like talking about that though the razor crest gets annihilated this episode and the only thing that Mm. really makes it is some scrap the little ball off the joystick which must be made of beskar and then a beskar <laughs> spear so it's either
2: made of beskar or plot i yeah. don't mind either way But yeah. it's completely made of plot yeah, right, at this yeah. Point.
0: Uh, honestly i think it's going to be something like maybe grogu goes more dark side and you know isn't really looking for fret like when you know din finds him he might start yeah. choking din and then he might pull that out of his pocket and remind him i don't know that's kind that's of true. where i'm thinking about like it's since he put it in his pocket and it's an item that he's keeping it gives him hope it's like maybe we can get R- rogu back but mm-hmm. i think it's going to play a little bit bigger part like it did with the other episode where he uses the force to unscrew it put it in a pocket and then Din takes it and then they use it with a yeah. right so i think there's there's a meaning behind all those things so i think it's going yeah. to be used again
2: that makes sense and and then the other thing with that that you were talking about that i didn't even realize but there i, I was seeing a lot of comments about it uh after we watched the episode was the be- the the importance of the Beskar spear, and it's not really plot important, but I can't believe I never even thought about this, is you know, Pedro Pascal, one of his other most famous roles is Ober and Martel oh, in Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah with the spear. Who, yeah, who does crazy spear, you know, is crazy proficient in spear combat and all that stuff you see in Game of Thrones was, you know, Pedro Pascal himself, apparently, from what people were saying online. So you know, you give the Mandalorian a Beskar spear, and now you've just got all of, you know, the so actor's cool. experience wielding that weapon. It's going to look sick. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Actually
0: using it. Especially yeah, if he's right, fighting cause... Gideon without Saber, right? Because that's the only thing that can hold up to it, apart from his armor.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Because, yeah, I was thinking, you know, when, when he got the the spear, I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's a nifty weapon. It, it doesn't really contribute much. And then, yeah, thinking about it in the broader terms, I was like, oh, that's super cool. That, that we can see the red viper in action again
0: that'll be, yeah before we get into more specu- learned- speculation uh Ed, did you want to mm. say something
1: well it was more it was like I just wonder if like will he be encumbered by the armor itself and how he fights because before that right. like, he was That's wearing true. like he wasn't Off. wearing all that much so it was yeah, like he yeah. could really spin and do a bunch of different things so
0: true we'll have to see because maybe I don't know why best car weighs a lot I assume it does since he couldn't really swim in it Um, well that's the
1: that's the thing about Beskar it's supposed to be if when done right it's actually pretty lightweight but still really tough yeah and he also has a lot
0: of like other gadgets and stuff that might have have weighed him down in the water too Um, Mm. a few other points I wanted to talk about before we get into the speculation um, is like Din being a little upset that he has to give Grogu to a Jedi that he doesn't really know like I I feel like once Ahsoka said like you're almost like a father to him And that's kind of coming from Grogu in a way, like from his feelings that Ahsoka senses. I feel like that really hit a nerve with Din because his parents died before, like when he was a small child and he was raised by uh, Death Watch. I feel like that's a really big point for him. It's like, maybe I can raise this like Death Watch raised me as, you know, a foundling, but also like as a father figure and like to give this kid a home, you know what I mean? Mm. I feel like he is definitely having regrets, but he's sticking, trying to, like, rationalize to himself, like, this is what I have to do, this is the duty I've been assigned, I have to fulfill this. I feel like Grogu might stay with Din at the end of this season or at the end of the series, I don't know, though. Just oh, from, I think, I think so. Yeah, just from, like, what we've, what we've seen and how he's reacting to everything, I feel like that's kind of where it's headed. Now that we get a little bit more insight into din's mind as he says stuff out loud
2: yeah like i i think at 100 percent he'll still be with uh grogu at the end of the season yeah end of the series i think that's when they'll actually part ways but okay. yeah and also then just uh going back to uh one of your other points that i can't remember all of a sudden that's,
0: that's okay great. um, um <clears throat> with grogu once you remember let me know Um, We get the Jedi ritual, which is interesting. Like, they get this big blue beam of Force energy that is basically just, like, impossible to penetrate with. Like, you can't, like, grab into it. You can't. I don't know if you could fire into it. It was really interesting. There's a really powerful Force field that we... I don't think we've seen anything like that in Star Wars from my memory. I mean, I think the closest thing would be, like, Darth Vader, you know, redirecting bolts with his bare hand with the Force. Um
1: well i think that might have been a combination of him like meditating and then the actual rock formation doing that because mm-hmm. it lit up around the around the rock right that he's sitting on yeah and then then the force field came up so it's just like i don't think that's just something anybody can do like you can create a shield around you but like as a like that beacon thing or whatever it's just probably just deriving so much energy natural energy from tython itself
0: yeah and it, like it zoomed out like, too that like you saw the pillar once the slave exactly. was landing, like it was way in the sky. Like it was huge.
1: Because like if that if that's just a regular thing and he's doing this people like you can imagine like why Yoda could do that and cover like an entire like the entirety <laughs> Wookiee settlement of the sheep.
0: <laughs> oh definitely. Right. Or
1: or like Anakin doing that and covering the entirety of the 501st because he's that powerful. And, so I and feel that's, like that's more of like the actual location. Because mm-hmm. if it's just possible to do that I mean you could have done that from any you could have done it from the Razor Crest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. right so it's
2: like it's definitely not, not him yeah it's, it's, the look, it's the ritual yeah yeah and and, and that's something because i also saw a lot of people talking about you know oh is he talking to luke is he talking to ezra is he talking to you know ben is he talking you know, either ben is he talking to someone's like oh he's talking to cal and i was like oh that's that's a bit of a stretch yeah but i was I, like what i was thinking was i feel like he's connecting to the actual like just the
0: force yeah he's just kind of sending out Ty force Kong. feelers i guess like he's just sending out a signal that's more
2: well it it yeah it reminded me of kind of like what ed was saying like he he's it's it's like uh you know in, in swotor when you you meditate at like a ritual site and yeah. the you know certain things happen there that can't happen anywhere else or it's like yeah maybe this this ritual is just to fully connect with the force and then kind of you know
0: or amplify he your is, force, like, you'd be able well, to reach out kind of thing, like, maybe? Yeah, fe- feel it and kind of
2: decide whether you want to connect with that energy field or not kind of thing. And it seemed like he did. Well, <laughs> yeah, and well, you were going to say? Yeah. yeah, think about it when, like, you know massive stuff happens or a
1: big event happens and it sends ripples throughout everything and like like Yoda felt like the death of how many jedi in order 66 and people were saying like oh yeah i felt it like there was an emptiness so i felt it so like this is another beacon to be like yo i'm putting everything out there somebody you know hey here's just
0: my Wi-Fi signal somebody yeah. connect mm-hmm. you put, put a ranger it, center like- on on grogu Basically.
2: He became he became the Astronomicon for a second. Right. <laughs> so you, you can imagine,
1: like, we we could get a confirmation of exactly what it was if, like, they meet up with Ahsoka and again, she's like, oh, so you did do it because I felt that. Where is it? Yeah. Kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? What happened? Or, no, or, or sorry. No, had, go ahead. It's like, you know, it's like either, you know, Luke or uh, Windu shows up and it's just like, hm, okay, wh- where's the kid at? I
0: was going to say, just with the Jedi thing there, like, the Jedi that might be coming, um, Do you think it's gonna be Ezra, like on the theme of who has shown up, Bo-Katan and Ahsoka? No, no.
1: And I'm not that I'm sick of it, but again, I said this last time. I'll say it again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even even though you can feel it, stuff like that, Ezra is not fully trained. No. Right. Mm -hmm. So even if it's like he might feel it was like, okay, what was that? I have no idea. It's a calling. Yeah. Like with everything with the um with the holocrons and stuff like that. Like, if Thrawn is back, we still don't have confirmation on him. So he's rolling around or whatever. But they mm. also mentioned that, you know, how did he get out of the temple when War 66 was coming through? Who saved him? Who got him out? Because if they got him out, what's to say that they got killed or they're not still alive either? Right. So now, whoever that, saved them could be the person coming back.
0: An interesting That's thing true. about Thrawn could and be, Ezra. Could, it could
1: be something, comp- somebody completely just, they could create a character. Which yeah. I'd be okay with, because they're doing fine so far.
0: I mean, J- yeah, I think Jacasa so. Nu is also still alive at this point, if I remember the nah, comics she's correctly. Nah, she's
1: dead all dead. Well, didn't she? She was yeah, in the didn't comics. didn't she die in the comics now? She might yeah, have died the in the ones. comics.
0: There was a character from the comics that did survive. I can't remember who it was. I think it was
1: Eve Koth, no? Oh, no, or did he die? No, he died too. It was, it was somebody with the head horns, not not a not a, not a Donian or anything yeah. like that. I'm like, not sure
0: who it was, but there was a Jedi that did survive that is from the... Like, from... The jedi temple as well and in the uh-huh. comics but on the same vein as thrawn and ezra an interesting thing that came out after recorded last episode with ahsoka was that dave feloni was in an interview i think with variety and mm-hmm. said that ahsoka in this episode may mm-hmm. have been before we see her at the end of rebels so before she goes <laughs> to get sabine and before they go to see like go find ezra this is possibly before that, which would make sense. Like I could definitely see that. Um, which I, means I f- that I feel
2: like I feel like a part of the reason that he said that was because people were were complaining that her headtails were too short.
0: But I could totally see that compared to because, what we see
2: at the end of the thing.
0: I mean, Dave Filoni is the car- guy who created Ahsoka, and if he could make, if he would make the, um if he wanted to make the headtails longer, he would. well I think well, the, the, no, no, they that was, they, they that was, went over that as well. That was
1: addressed, yeah, because like, yeah.
0: um, well, Shock T, the actor who
1: played her, was just like, yeah, with her mantrals, like they were huge, Montrose. and it, it, it really affected the way she could move and everything like that, mm. and be and we didn't see her do a lot of fight fighting in the deleted scenes, yeah. more just it's a like her a
0: minute dying. or a second yeah, of her, yeah. right? Her
1: kneel- so, it's yeah. Just yeah. her kneeling. That's it. Whereas in this one, Rosario Dawson's is constantly moving and jumping and That's all true. sorts mm. of stuff, and it's just like to do that with the huge with the huge ones there. It's like, yeah, I, I
0: can yeah, do it. Yeah, I, so do you, no, you can't. Do you guys think this is Ahsoka pre-end of Rebels?
1: If he says so, and he wants to put it through that way, I'd be like, you know what? I'll reserve anything. Just show us. Yeah. Show mm. us why. Like, at the end of the season or whatever, it's just like, okay, you deal with Thrawn, and let's say Thrawn, you know, in order to stop her from doing something drastic, you'd be like, well, you won't find him unless I give you some direction as to where you can start looking. Yeah. Right? And then you'd be like, Okay, let me go gather my team, and I'll go find them.
2: Yeah, then you could have that. Yeah, that is actually a good point. I did like that. That could explain why Sabine wasn't there. But yeah, like basically, for me, it's this. It's exactly what Ed said. Whatever Filoni goes with, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with. Because if it's before, sure, it's before, and then her Montreal's just happened to grow like a foot and a half in between that time Mm -hmm. if it's if it's not and that was you know after the end of rebels then that i'm absolutely fine with you know the fact that that the physical props uh the technology for physical props hasn't caught up to the point where you can do it in rebels because because, yeah he he wasn't sorry that's okay uh because you know that's just that's just what you that's the sacrifice that you make right is we get to see ahsoka in live action but the Montreals are not completely canon accurate and that's something small I'd, i can live with
1: and i still feel like it falls under that category because the whole the loophole here with that statement is the fact that we don't just see her at the end of rebels like she's there throughout it and when she's fighting the inquisitor and stuff like that they are longer Yeah. Mm-hmm. like that is a thing so you, yeah like to to say that they'll grow like I don't I really think it's just the fact that it's live action.
0: Yeah, it could be mm-hmm. just a live action for the that, specific And mantras. at that point,
1: it's just like is that really the main focus of the character, or are we talking about like how she is and what her mentality is and everything? Isn't that more important at this point? I think that's
0: kind of what he was mm-hmm. referencing more than the modules, yeah. but um I think that I just thought of, and no I'm gonna try and keep this spoiler free as much as possible. Um, <laughs> it has to do with Thrawn and Ezra. It mm-hmm. Is um Ed. Imagine, you know Thron and Ezra in the unknown regions, and you know, you can't really navigate through the unknown regions without, you know, Yeah, f- I know exactly what right? you're going for with so, that. Like training Ezra as a navigator, possibly.
1: Yeah. To get back like a non with no instrument kind of thing.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. I um, I because yeah yeah and either because he doesn't know how to do it himself so either one of two things would have to happen because Thron would specifically to, like,
0: know those like how to do that kind of with his history in the ascendancy right so and his experience well, with the people he'd that know
1: where to he'd know where to take ezra to learn sure yeah potentially, that as well that because as well. it's happened before with him taking people there
0: it'd be interesting I, i'm definitely excited so, to see what that story is um Jumping back into the episode, uh, a few last things that we have here that I wrote down, I guess, are the Imperial Troop transport. Noma, you said that it mm-hmm. looked very similar to one that we've seen in a movie.
2: Yeah, and I'm disappointed that I remember this. But, yeah, because it, it reminded me as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, that kind of looks like a, a First Order transport, which I actually – I didn't even remember from the movie. I just remembered it because I had to play that that uh, loading mission – you know, the the loading mission in – Battlefront 2 like 200 times while I was waiting for the game to, to finally finish and
1: mm-hmm. they
2: show those first order transports in the beginning of that cutscene
1: yeah yeah
2: and and yeah so I was looking at them more as well because I was like it looks like something else as well and then I realized it looks like someone just pulled the wings off a tire reaper
0: kind of oh, and it, like, yeah. made it bigger yeah. right yeah,
2: yeah like so fatter. it looks like that kind of transition right it's like you pull the wings off a reaper and you turn it more into a troop transport which, I mean, I guess that makes sense, and now I I doubt that there, you know, that I or not that I doubt, but I, I'm curious if there was a correlation between that, because, you know, the Reaper was made during uh, the sequel trilogy times, right, for Rogue One. So now I'm kind of curious if that was on purpose, if they made it look like it- the troop transports, because that's what it was supposed to be, you know, kind of like the U-Wings. Okay. Except the Thai Strikers are supposed to be air superiority fighters, so that's different. But, you know, Striker Reaper, that's also different. Um, So, yeah, it's the the difference between a Fang fighter and a a Gauntlet fighter, basically. But, yeah, no, it's just, it's interesting. You kind of see that slow transition between Empire to First Order kind of thing.
0: Kind of what they did with Clone Wars and and whatnot, going into Rebels and, like, Mm. seeing the transition from the lat gunships to, like, the kind of Imperial-style ones and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which was really cool. Yeah, I'm glad then, that they you know, show that transition. The Star right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the last thing that I had wrote down here, or two last things, is that it seems like Gideon knows that Grogu was a Jedi. He says, "Have you seen one of these before? Maybe in your in like your past? You know, um, kind of referencing maybe that he knows that Grogu was trained by the Jedi at least, and not just some force sensitive kid." Um, so that's an interesting thing that, you know, I thought Gideon just kind of wanted him for his sensitivity to the forest, but it seems like maybe there's a little bit more to it that he knows than he's leading on initially. Um, do you think that really matters in the grand scheme of things, if Gideon knows more about Grogu than we thought he did?
2: Um, Maybe? I mean, it it would certainly explain a couple of things on like why he's so hell-bent on trying to find him and stuff like that. Sure. But, I mean, it just means that Gideon's a lot more prepared for anything that he could do, right?
0: Exactly. And he like, kind of
2: knows all the Jedi
0: tricks, and he knew that, like you know, the kid or Grogu's going to tire himself out after he used that much Force ability, mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, put the put the shackles on him. So honestly,
2: the the thing I liked most about that scene was you just kind of see that. I, I I love one of the reasons I just love watching John Carlos Esposito is just watching those moments when he just he, his character just slips fully into like psychopath
0: yeah, oh, so,
2: yeah. No, not not so much psychopath sorry sociopath um just like you can see kind of you can just see that power and authority just yes. kind of take over and he's just you know that character just feels like it's in complete control and that that conversation it's that right where he's you can tell he's in control and he's having fun with the fact that he's in control and just so happy that he's finally gotten his objective. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And so, yeah, I love that, that, that whole conversation, that whole scene. I really like that scene. Also when he's just, when he's just, he stops the stormtroopers from helping the other ones where he's like, no, no, let him tire himself out.
0: Exactly. Um, Ed, are you, I was talking with Noah about this the other day or last night and I was just saying I don't know if Ed is like pure Imperial on this like are you rooting for Gideon or are you just kind of like eh, he's an Imperial whatever
1: rooting for is the different too different of a word are you I enjoying would say Gideon as an Imperial? I'm, I'm interested in to see where he's going because again the, the cape thing kind of ruins the Imperial stuff for me I don't, I don't understand. It really, it really takes the term warlord to the level. Definitely at this point, because when when he does that like snap turn right away from the view part, it's just like, oh, that was that was quick. That was damn. Yeah, that dude. turn we're was like.
0: like I, I feel like they should have reshot that scene with him turning a little slower. Slower.
1: Yeah, because it's like, what kind of roller shoes are you wearing? Well, okay. And to see him r- walking around with it, and he's got like half armor and cape and it makes it seem a little more medieval-y, Whereas yeah. everybody's still in their like olive olive drab kind of red. Rag- regular uniforms, it's just like, okay. So I would really like some more backstory on Gideon before I either say rooting for, or, you know, I'm not just going to blindly be like, oh my God, he's Imperial, yes, go. It's like, no, okay, what kind of Imperial are you? Mm.
0: Because, I don't think he's true you know, blue Imperial anymore. I think he's more yeah. in it for himself, which I guess is kind it, of true blue Imperial.
2: Well, they, I, they also... Sorry, they said in, in season one he was ISD, wasn't he? Or ISB. ISB. I think and so. Even, ISB, yeah.
1: even with ISB, like we have, we have, they either he'd be wearing white. Yeah, like you Or he would be wearing something similar to Callus. Or I guess this is the ranks that would be above him at this point because Callus is an agent, right? Yeah. yeah. But even still, it's just like, okay, so, you know, what is what was your rank or whatever at, at that point?
0: Apparently, he served as an officer in the ISB, the Imperial Security Bureau, yeah just kind of like yeah, the fbi so, of the empire for those who well, don't
1: know. yeah they're secret police yeah. more so because it's yeah. like you know we we're spying on everything that's going out on, on the outside but we're also making sure that you know internal affairs and everything that's happening in the empire stays legit and nobody's talking dissent or anything like that which makes you sense back, like it does, after you.
0: they do reference like how much information he knows in the season one about all the people that he's fighting against like care dude yeah and, yeah and everybody um, in mm. the cantina there, and he says it's because he's part of the IS. He was part of the ISB. Now, mm. I don't think he's so, the guy that started the initiative with the Dark Troopers. I feel like he's just continuing it. You know, like I don't feel. Yeah. I feel like he doesn't have the mind for that kind of scientific.
1: Oh, it was an Imperial it. project, right? So right, and I, mean, I think he's know,
0: just kind of continuing everything... it because he knows where those yeah. research facilities are, since he's ISB. Who mm-hmm. was ISB? makes sense
2: yeah i i'd be i'd be curious to see if they they bring back everything from dark forces because in that case yeah it was a different general i i'll i'll look it up because there's something else i'm curious about with the dark troopers but general i think his name was like ram or or rom or something Mm -hmm. and he he had his own personal uh Ship that was creating the dark troopers called the Arc Hammer.
0: Okay, maybe that is, um, might be being brought back, is what you're thinking. Yeah, maybe
2: because I mean, well, the implication from Rebels is that the project was scrapped, right? Because they originally find the the phase two dark troopers in in like a a storage vessel for like uh destruction or something, right? Right, from what I remember, the Wylock job or whatever, yeah. So maybe they might hint at that. I, I would, I mean, I'd be fine with a, uh, it being a revival project. But, yeah, it, it's it's interesting to know because it's it's weird, right? Like, the timeline for the old legacy is very strange. Because it, it was, originally it was uh, post-Return of the Jedi, right? That all yeah. has to do with Kyle Katarn and his adventures. Yeah. So then it wouldn't make sense why they'd be in Rebels and then defunct in Rebels. True. So the canon kind of clashes, but with dark forces at least for me i'm not speaking for the full fandom of course but i would be fine with them just integrating stuff from dark forces but you know not actually keeping the original canon for it because dark forces was was at least in my memory it was one of the earliest sources of eu that i can remember right where they were really just going ham and just doing what they wanted to do it was
0: an n64 game wasn't it
2: uh, no, no, you're thinking of Shadows of the Empire, I think. Oh, yeah, I yeah, am, yeah. Yeah. No, Dark Forces was a PC, PC game.
0: Like 95, yeah. Windows 95 PC.
2: Yes. Uh, I originally played it on one of those hard shell Macs from, oh, really? from the
0: early 2000s. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it did not run well. but <laughs> As games don't run it. well on the Macs still. um <laughs> Exactly. The last point I had that I wanted to talk about before we kind of uh, finish off with some speculation is the Blue Butterflies. So, like, that really stood out to me. Because it's the small details for Dave Filoni. You know, we got Morai with Ahsoka for being like a force kind of aspect to her. Uh, We Mm -hmm. get uh, Doom, which is like the Loth Wolf for Kanan and uh, whatnot. And it's just like, I feel, I don't know if these are like a force thing for Grogu or are they a Tython specific thing? So I looked it up last night and there's not like, there are different butterflies in the Star Wars universe. And some of which have been correlated with Ben Solo, some of which have been correlated with specific planets and being like pets to a people. Um, But I feel like they are, they definitely have something to do with the Force, whether or not it is a, um, I don't want to say aspect, but like a kind of familiar to the Force for Grogu or for, you know, Tython or whatever is happening at this ritual site. Um, I'm not too sure, but I'm excited to see if they actually, you know, in the mandalorian encyclopedia or whatever um kind Mm -hmm. of bring those forward a little bit and give you a little bit more information um i do want to get
1: at the end of the day it could just be a butterfly
0: it could be and it could (laughs) be just like a tython thing but i think i don't know when you when you i feel like it has something to do with the force but i would be fine with it is or if it doesn't i just feel like it's something that dave filoni threw in there just because he could um yeah, could be
2: like the the only connection i could i would really draw just based off what i've seen so far is like it's blue usually the light sides associated with true, blue
0: true yeah that's mm-hmm. right yeah um all right
2: oh, also sorry before we keep going yeah. i did look up the stuff because uh you know i i haven't played the dark forces game since i was like under 15 probably 13 so <laughs> is it rom yeah so it was it's rom mock okay is the creator of the dark trooper program Ma- okay and uh, I also got a little bit of the stuff I was saying earlier about the Dark Troopers wrong, so I'd like to to clear that up now. Uh, yeah, General Rom Mok, M-O-H-C, was the creator of the Dark Troopers. And so the stuff that I was getting mixed up, because I remembered something about, you know, organics. So the Phase 1 Dark Troopers, which are the ones I ironically don't like, were basically exoskeletons for very damaged clone troopers. So okay, A40 yeah, so Hay- those or- were
1: the zombie ones.
2: Yes, yeah. And so in 40k, Lord, they're basically Dreadnoughts, but yeah, so it was like an exoskeleton with a sword and a shield, and they were made of prick metal, so they were lightsaber resistant. Um, And then, so the Force thing I was talking about is in the, and I don't know how I remember this, because I don't think I own this book, the Star Wars Rebellion, Prima's official strategy guide, describes the Dark Troopers as Force wielders wearing exosuits. Uh, However, this is probably non-canon within Star Wars Legends, and uh, especially since the Essential Guide to Droids was later the first source to explicitly establish that the Dark Troopers are droids. I'm getting all of this off of Wikipedia, hmm. but so yeah, so that part is probably wrong. I, I'm assuming that the, the Dark Troopers are not going to be force sensitive, and no, the the that things are something different. I mean, they,
0: they could they could change it to just, have them do that. Now well, that this yeah, is in with the clones like, and stuff.
1: <clears throat> we now, now we know that from past speculation it's just like what does he want you know grogu for yeah because initially when we saw everything in the vats and everything like that it was just like okay are these like the things that are going to be inside the dark troopers so that mm. was like where we headed with that and then there's the sith troopers in the and the sequel movies but now it's just like okay the dark troopers are ready and they've jetted down but they're jetting down to get him It's just like, okay, this is our job. We're basically, you know, special forces here. But at that point, it's like, okay, so why do you need him? And what are you experiencing on? What is your goal here? Right? And Mm that's the, that's still the unexplained. And I feel like it'll still be the, either by the end of it, they'll, They'll pull another heist and, like, grab him, get out of it, and maybe find a little more detail, but nothing explicitly said. Could be. Unless, like, unless Thrawn wants to reveal the entire thing himself, which is probably why we haven't heard too much about it, mm. or why they want him other than, like, because first he was the asset. What's the asset being used for? Well, we're taking blood from him, but none of the blood's working. Why, is not, why isn't the blood working? And so we we couldn't use blood, so we switched to machines. Because, who knows? maybe they wanted to have, you know, damaged people inside of it and a way to control them with the blood and somebody who's force sensitive or something who knows but I don't know it's 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 interesting why do they want him so bad that is the that is the overall question for everything Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and with that like we have some speculation about you know who like what's gonna happen next obviously we have to go with Mayfield now because that was kind of the plot point at the end of this episode Mm -hmm. Um, so we're going to go find Mayfield probably on that planet, on whatever prison sentence he's got. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's going to be really happy to see (laughs) Din, uh, kind (laughs) of conflicted in a way because he put him here, but he's also rescuing him. So whether or not he screws him over, um, or if he hates the empire more, who knows? Um... And uh, we're going to go rescue Grogu. We're going to have a final confrontation, possibly over Mandalore. I don't know why it would be over Mandalore. I'm just kind of thinking, <clears throat> like, if they're going to have an infiltration somewhere, that makes sense for Bo-Katan to be there. Or, you know, with the Darksaber being involved and stuff like that. I feel like Mandalore would be a good setup. Or even, like, Concord Dawn would be kind of cool. Um,
2: yeah, I, I feel... It depends. doesn't really need it, think.
0: but I'm just saying, like, it might have it. I don't know.
2: I feel like, like Mandalore would, I feel, we're definitely going to see next season. 100%. But yeah, for this one, I'm not 100% sure. Because yeah. the, the the only important area for the next two episodes outside of the prison planet is just the Architens, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I could, see, flagship is called.
1: I could see them somehow being over the planet space of Mandalore and then something happens on the Architons. They can't really do anything with, it, so they crash it onto like the desolate surface of it, and mm. they cut their way out and stand on top. This time it's them standing on top of of a ship, and then we get the credits, and then season three. Okay, we're on here now. Where's the closest settlement that we can get to? Yeah. Oh, um, well here we go, kind of thing. I could see that.
0: I could totally see yeah. that. Um, yeah, because
2: we we were, we were talking about how to like get everyone together and and that kind of stuff and what I feel like would be the easiest way to kind of well not even the easiest but like the way i i, I kind of am predicting that it's going to go is you know once they get mayfeld uh mayfield dino contact ahsoka and say hey we need your help they have they have grogu and then ahsoka contacts bo-katan and then that's what brings them all together right like hey i owe you a favor or something like that because yeah at, at the current stage that they're at i don't th- it doesn't feel like bo-katan would drop everything to help Din?
0: No, no, but, but I think to
2: if, you know, but to help Ahsoka f- as as you know, payback for season seven of Clone Wars,
0: and then that sets mm-hmm. up a confrontation for season three with Gideon and the Dark Saber, and like he's a mm-hmm. major plot point for Bo Katan. Yeah,
2: um, yeah, and then also going back a little bit with uh, Mayfield, like I for one am super excited to see Bill Burr again. Oh, especially with his kind of humor. I, oh yeah, exactly right. The the writing they had from was great. I'm super biased because I love Bill Burr. Oh, he's great. He's but, he's hilarious. Yeah, exactly, right? But at the same time, I feel like this also sets up a couple of expendable characters. I would be pleasantly surprised if Mayfield and Fennec survived to the end of this season. You think so? Yeah.
1: I mean, this is their second run of using this guy, right? So it's just like he can't just be a... You can't just be something to keep going to be like, hey, okay, we need you again, but we're gonna throw you away after this, and we need you again, but we're gonna throw you away again after mm. this. Like, there's only so many times you can do that for the person who's like, you know, screw you. So it's like Yeah. I don't either
2: know. They, they, they just want. let
1: him go and that's the end of it, and he goes into hiding to stay away from the new republic, or yeah, yeah. He does.
2: I, I feel like I feel like Mayfield is either going to uh betray them or die.
0: Yeah, I think so. And too. I wouldn't be
2: surprised with either. And I feel like Fennec will have a noble sacrifice either that but if if they're going to if they're going to like it just it just makes sense to me in terms of if if you're going to off any of the characters yeah it's the three main characters i see are Mayfield Fennec, and maybe one of the night owls either uh Sasha Banks character or the 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 the, yeah, the 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 male night owl yeah so those those are the ones where I'm, i i just immediately kind of look at them and see you know the expendable cast. I could be wrong, though. I was wrong about uh, what's his name, Mithril in the Siege. True, he's yeah. Blue dude. Yeah, I th- I was sure he was going to bite it in yeah. that episode because I was like, look, he's the only non-important character. But you know, the fact that they kept him around was was interesting.
0: They're subverting your so, expectations, Noma, in a good way. Um, I
2: I expect the next episode to be Springing Mayfield trying to start their attack and it going very badly, kind of. You know, to set up for the next episode, where Ahsoka and Bo-Katan come in as reinforcements, and actually, you know, then they're actually able to to complete it and get the child. And you know, I don't think they'll take out Gideon, but I think they'll be able to rescue him and come closer to that final confrontation in season three.
0: Do you think Din's gonna get his mm. new ship from the Empire on the way out? Maybe, Maybe not the be, Empire. But... Yeah. Well, I, I was talking with Dan a little bit about
2: this, where I was saying it would be kind of funny if just as kind of an homage din ends up getting that his new ship whatever his new ship is is the the exact same model that slave 2 was yeah granted my biggest problem with that would be that i hate slave 2's <laughs> design because it looks like a flying brick yep but yeah i don't know i did with an empire ship would be kind of weird Din with a gauntlet fighter would also be kind of weird though
0: yeah I could see it. I think he'd be more happy with that than the razor crest, though it's probably not best for bounty hunting, which is what his mm. field is. Um, it's storage, yeah. Quickly going back to Fennec.
2: I mean, if, sorry, if, if we're going to be, in, if I'm going to be incredibly biased, I want him in a YT-2400, but that's just because I love, that's my favorite YT ship. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> yeah, the, the if, if people don't recognize that name, if you play Shadows of the Empire, it's Dash Rendar's ship, the
0: Outrider. I think it also comes into Rebels a little bit, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yes, yeah. you're right. Uh, What's-his-face, Sato's nephew. Yeah, the little kid. Uh, uses one.
0: I can't uh, remember his name. But... Going back to Fennec quick, I just wanted to say, like, last night I was thinking about it while watching through the episode again and I I don't think this is the case, but I wouldn't maybe be surprised. I don't know a lot about Boba Fett's backstory in the EU um, with his mm. wife and stuff like that, but do you think Fennec might be that role for Boba in, like, the new no. canon? No. Was her mm. was his wife more of, like, a prominent character that was, like, named, or was it kind of just off the cuff? She was no, named, and there yeah, was a whole a name story
1: of whole with him. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was, I'm not sure. I just figured, like, maybe that might be the role with this character since, you know, he saved her life and didn't have to do it. And then, Mm. you know, they kind of build that, you know, bond as they travel or whatever. Maybe.
1: I Um, feel like this is completely professional. It could be. And it definitely respects his professional career. So it's just like, yeah, you help me out. I help you out. Exactly. We good. We good.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. It could be. Yeah, Yeah, I just figured
0: I'd bring it up just in case, you know, I don't know much about the EU story I get with Boba and his wife and everything, but I was like, maybe that could be the point. Who knows?
1: Because, like, I could see him taking that from, because his like Django worked with um, Zam a lot. Yes, mm. and, yeah, that's well, what and Boba, see, um, Boba saw a lot of that, right? She so yeah. was just like, "Oh yeah, you you're hanging out with that lady again?" You know, she's like, oh, "Okay, yeah." And they would, she would kind of on and off flirt with him in front of in front of Boba, kind of. So it was just like, "Oh." Speaking
0: of Zam, Phoenix okay. armor a- looked like Zam's a little bit. I don't yeah, know if you guys armored, caught that—the
2: the kind of like armored bodysuit kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's kind of cool. I liked it.
2: I mean, but that could just
1: be, like, an all-general kind of it's body an assass- It's kind an assassin, of thing.
0: yeah, outfit. Mm. So, yeah. Ed, you wanted to talk about uh, Boba Fett and the Sarlacc pit a little bit, yeah?
1: Yeah, see, my speculation for this is because they're going to get a guy off of, like, a prison sentence, basically, right? So it's like you know, oh, we have to go to this place apparently to get him. But you know, it's like this this place where nobody's escaped from before. It's impossible to escape from, and it's and I can see Bob be like, eh, I have some experience escaping from uh, inescapable stuff or whatever like that. And <laughs> That's exactly like, oh, what he says, word yeah. for word. You know I what? love that. And it'd be like, oh well, yeah. It's like you you escaped a Starlight Bay. Like, nobody escapes that. They say, it's like they said nobody could escape a skylight, Like, yeah. here I am, kind of thing, right? And be like, how'd you do that? <laughs> that's a story for another day
0: and then we get a and then go, spin-off. because like, if
1: if they do the off, then yeah right then they'll go ahead and like okay well this is the other day we're we'll all tell that story kind of thing i don't know but it, it'd it be it'd be funny if like you know there's some mention of it
0: yeah mm-hmm. i could totally see that any other points before we uh, round out the only other
2: thing i found kind of interesting about the whole thing is we get a really clear shot of the ark bridge in this episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my first thought was, wow, that bridge is tiny. And tiny, also, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? But you also consider it's a light cruiser, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Remember so we, I was like, okay. Yeah. Remember when we played Armada and you used the architects? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. let's,
2: play a, let's play a friendly small point match. Dan's only going to take the Starhawk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways,
2: stories for another day.
0: Exactly. <laughs> all right. I think with all that, let's uh, round out the podcast, guys. Sounds good.
3: This is all that survived. Beskar, I want you to take a look at something. My chain code has been encoded in this armor for 25 years. You see, this is me, Boba Fett. This is my father, Django Fett. Your father was a foundling. Yes. He even fought in the Mandalorian Civil Wars. Then that armor belongs to you. I appreciate its return. Then our deal is complete? Not quite. How so? We agreed, in exchange for the return of my armor, we will ensure the safety of the child. The child's gone. Until he has returned to you safely, we are in your debt.
0: Ed, do you want to let the listeners know how to reach us if they have any uh, qualms or anything they want to talk about with uh, regards to this episode or Mandalorian in general?
1: Absolutely. So for this one, if you only want to share your reaction to seeing Boba again in all his (laughs) glory with gaffy sticks, rifles, armor, and then some, you can email us at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. You could reach us with your reactions on Twitter at VoiceForcePod, because you know with this one there's gonna be bound to be a lot of retweets about this. So if you have like some insane reaction, you heard ours, we want to hear yours. So definitely throw that out as much as you can. Instagram, you can hit us there. You can find us at, at @VoiceForcePod as well. If you want to check out the website, you'll find us at VoiceOfTheForce.com. You can listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. And if you leave a review and a reaction with your take on seeing Boba again, I know I'm focusing on him, but come on, really? We know Grogu's cool. We've seen his stuff in here, but Boba, this episode is Boba. (laughs) All right? (laughs) So definitely leave a comment about that. Even hashtag FET days for life or whatever you want to put down on there.
0: I love Boba. It'll help was the best.
1: I'm telling you, <laughs> he's the best. So. Definitely, but subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases because we definitely want to be talking about that next one as well.
0: More Boba is always good, Boba. Tell you. And remember, he's just a simple man making his way through the universe.